Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Welcome into the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Shad. He writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone Coverage. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel and you like this video, and also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, you know, if you have subscribed or liked already, we appreciate you doing that. Um, all right. So, Chris, we're going to talk some Vikings, but well, I guess it's kind of Vikings related. But I have a question for you beforehand, which would be, you know, would you pay to see Mike Zimmer deliver a MJF style promo about his tenure with the Vikings? Um, for those of you not or I should say who don't speak pro wrestling, uh, MJF is Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and he's been having a dispute over money with all elite wrestling. So last night, like any sane human being, he went off the deep end and started talking, uh, just ranting about the fact his contract sucks and everybody's getting paid, but him and how great he is. And then dropping the mic and walking out. Actually, his mic got cut off by the time yeah. he finished. But um, I I would pay a lot of money. Actually, that Mike Zimmer book that he was talking about writing is going to be absolute fire because it it's gonna have everything in it. It's gonna as you know, hint, hint, we'll talk about this a little later, but he's got it like a feud with everybody. So I I mean, yeah, I I I would pay a lot of money to see. Mike Zimmer's true thoughts. And uh, you know what? We are going to get it. We will get it. And you know what's going to happen? I'm going to call it right now. Week 18, the regular <laughs> season finale against the Chicago Bears. There will either be a playoff berth on the line or there will be a NFC North title on the line. And Mike Zimmer is going to go on like NFL game day morning or something and be like, you want to know the real story about Kirk Cousins? You want to know the real Rick Spielman? I know the real Rick Spielman. I'll tell you everything. Yeah. It'll be live uh, from his ranch and everything. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. It'll, it'll be good. I think, uh, and I think he's probably, you know, if he wasn't going to write a book, I'm sure he's being fueled now by the past few months of everyone basically blaming their struggles on him. Um, and he's just kept quiet, uh, which there's you know, a lot of bourbon being consumed on that ranch. I, I'm pretty sure of it right now. For sure. I did see his son got a job. Uh, I didn't see where he said he's, he posted on like his Instagram or something that he finally has a team for, for next season, but he didn't, didn't reveal where yet. So it could be, maybe it's XFL or something. Uh, who knows? Mike Zimmer, they the did XFL refer coach. to, uh, during my Menards days, they referred to us as a team. So maybe he's like in the lumber yard or something Yeah, or, you know. <laughs> team member at mcdonald's you'd make All a right. big mean mac getting to the current vikings who now have a new head coach 
a offensive-minded head coach in Kevin O'Connell, uh, former offensive coordinator of the Rams. So, you know, with that being said, they're going to have a new offense, and they've been installing that in OTAs uh, at minicamp next week, and then they'll have a bunch of time off for training camp. But so far, the reviews from the players are in, and they are excited. Um, you know, you can take it for whatever you want, genuine, whatever, but but the players, they, they sound in a lot better mood. They sound excited about this new offense. I did see an interview with Adam Thielen from last year where he said he was excited about Cliff Kubiak's offense. So take that for what <laughs> you will. Uh, so he's he's a good he's just good he's a good talker. But you know, here's some of what what Thielen said about um, the new offense and, and Kevin O'Connell being the head coach. He said, "Quote: When you hear about the news about Kevin O'Connell being named the the head coach, you kind of look back at the track record and you look at what you know the Rams did, and you're excited, right?" Uh, but then you get in here and you start learning the system. You start getting on the field. And really, when you get on the field and you start running through stuff, you're like, man, this is fun. This is exciting. And he said, you know, when I talk about a breath of fresh air and a kind of rejuvenation, it's because when you get out here, it's like stuff makes sense and it's exciting. Um, and also, Justin Jefferson said, like, something along the lines of this offense is going to be, you know, way less predictable and they're running an old style offense under the last regime. So you know, a lot of people are happy that they're running a 2022 offense uh, in Minnesota these days. So, you know, what should the expectations be for this offense next season? You know, is it top 10 or bust? I think it has to be like, Honestly, that's the strength of this team right now. Their defense is still uh, one of the worst in the NFL as far as I'm concerned. You know, you add Zadarius Smith, you get Daniil Hunter back. That should help a little bit. But your secondary is still like bare bones right now. I mean, Patrick Peterson, he was fine last year. He wasn't all pro like he has been and he'll probably never be again. But a lot of his success came because they were targeting Mackenzie Alexander. They were targeting Bashad Breland. Uh, now you're putting Cameron Dantzler back in the lineup who had some solid games, but he's got to put it all together for a consistent season. Andrew Booth Jr., can he stay healthy? And if he does, can he continue to be a first-round p- uh, uh, potential type of guy? Uh, can, you know, I, I mean, there's just a lot of question marks on the defensive side of the ball, so the Vikings have to lean into their offense, and they did. That's why they hired an offensive coach in Kevin O'Connell. That's why, you know, most of their free agent dollars was on defense because two years ago, this offense was fourth in the National Football League in yards, which Mike Zimmer wanted to hang a banner for uh, after Gary Kubiak retired. Uh, And and you have a lot of the same players back. You have Kirk Cousins, who's basically a lock for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, he's a lock for at least 1,500 yards, especially in the scheme that made Cooper Cup a superstar. Uh, Adam Thielen has 30 touchdowns over the past three seasons. That's one of the five best in the NFL. I want to say fourth. I'm just not 100% sure on it. And then Dalvin Cook is second in rushing yards over the past few seasons uh, next to Derrick Henry. You're getting Irv Smith Jr. back. They have an offensive mastermind at head coach that is kneeled at the altar of Sean McVay. Um, this offense has to ball out. And that is their best way to victory. They could talk about defensive schemes. They could talk about Vic Fangio, Eddie Donatel, uh, whoever they want to talk about. The key to winning football games will be the offense. And 
one thing we're going to see from this team is the foot on the gas because there are times the Vikings were kicking the snot out of teams and Mike Zimmer said, all right, run the ball. We're going to play defense. No, no, dude, just step on their throat and then use Dalvin Cook as a late game hammer. That's the key to winning. And that's what the Vikings are going to do under Kevin O'Connell. So I would be excited too. And yeah, I, I mean, just having Adam Thiele says everything makes sense. <laughs> like that's, that's not a glowing endorsement to what happened at the end of the Zimmer Kubiak regime. No. And it's weird. Cause they had that, they were running that scheme for, uh, I want to say since, since Kubiak first got there, which was what, like 2019. So they were running it for like three seasons. So for him, so for Thielen, they'd be like, everything makes sense. And it's like, Oh, well, okay. Um, but yeah, I think, they have to be a top 10 offense unless they like a drastic injury happens, which, you know, we're Vikings fans. So I'm thinking of all this hype and everything and how like everything is going to be centered around Justin Jefferson. And then I'm just like, he's just like, we're, we're just a devastating injury away from like the season already being ruined, ruined before it starts, which is, would just be pure, a pure Vikings thing to happen. And, you know, I don't want to wish that upon anybody, but it just, that's just how I think, you know, things might happen. That's just how it is until things change. That's how I'm going to think. Um, but yeah, I think you got Justin Jefferson, Delvin Cook. You mentioned Irv Smith, um, KJ Osborne. Don't sleep on him. I've heard good things about BC Johnson, what he's been able to do so far. Uh, yeah, Kirk Cousins, he's solid. Uh, but, you know, specifically Kirk Cousins, you know, you mentioned he's good for 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, but that hasn't really, you know, produced much as far as success on the field so is there a more likely chance that Kirk Cousins you know uh holds this offense back next season or he has a career career best performance next season like everything else with Kirk Cousins I think it's in the middle because <sighs> I, I mean he doesn't crater like that's the thing he, yeah. he doesn't he he doesn't turn into like Sam Darnold or something right. like he, right, 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 he right. has this consistent level of mediocrity and, and like at his worst, he's a mediocre quarterback that makes one or two big mistakes. Like the rest of the game will be fine. And, and that's what Kirk stands will point out to. Well, you know, quarters one through three, he was fine. And then on the last drive of the game, he, you know, threw an interception or he lined up under the guard or something like that. Like, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be an absolute train wreck in this offense. He might keep them from getting meat on the bone, but I mean, the odds are, I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll sit here and complain about Kirk one way or the other, but I think maybe it's more likely that he does get a little extra out there because I mean, the scheme that Kevin O'Connell is bringing, like we talked about Dalvin cook being used at receiver. I mean, getting him to move around. I mean, I think that's where the unpredictable part comes in because they're talking about like the illusion of complexity and all sorts of stuff. You know, we lost our minds when Justin Jefferson was in the backfield on one play against the green Bay Packers, mm -hmm. like Dalvin cook here, moving into motion, you know, looking like one thing going into another catching teams uh, with the wrong personnel on the field. Like all of those things are going to make sense. And I think it's going to make Kirk cousins life easier. So, as far as like what Kirk can do, I, I think it's more likely that he turns it up a notch than uh, holds him back. Although there was that video that came out where Kirk was looking downfield and he wound up throwing it to Dalvin Cook. 
which I think I think it was a mental rep, and he's just like, all right, yeah, you take the ball, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I don't think it was an actual. Oh God, uh, I see people check down. But well, it was it was uh, I think it was from Score North too. So mm-hmm. obviously, people like just were like, oh, it's just Score North piling on uh, Kirk Cousins. Like they didn't do. They posted a clip. They didn't even say. They posted like. Her cousins working in the offense. That's every OTAs though. It, like they yeah. don't do anything. Right. Like they're not right. chucking long bombs because they don't want somebody diving for a catch and blowing right. their or, ACL. Or, yeah, right. Or yeah, they it's it's OTAs. You you're basically just getting trying to get back into football shape, learn the offense. You know, get these rookies kind of acclimated into the pro style and all that fun stuff. But yeah, like. <laughs> don't don't look at that. People are gonna make jokes. People already have about like that that Kirk Cousins clip where he just drops back and and checks down in practice. Um, so, but we've seen Kirk Cousins chuck the deep ball plenty of times in practice before. So, we're not gonna blow that out of proportion. Other people will. Um, yeah, I, I I look back at like what this offense was able to do for someone like Jared Goff and how he was kind of regarded as you know kind of in the similar sphere or spectrum i guess as kirk cousins when he was with the rams now not so much because he's he's with the lions but when he was with the rams he was putting up some some serious numbers and he you know he had that really good game against the vikings uh back in 2018 when he just destroyed them um the thing i like the most i think about this new offense is that i read you know um kevin o'connell said about you know things are going to look similar we're going to have like Every week, things are going to be the same, but you have to have an offense where you can just tweak things a little bit for your specific opponent in order to, you know, to beat them. You can't go in in the same game with the same thing. And I think that's kind of what the Vikings have been doing under Mike Zimmer. They're like, all right, this is our game plan. We're going to stick to it no matter what the other team does. Don't make a whole lot of adjustments where I think Kevin O'Connell is going to be, you know, look using the first couple drives to like, see what the defense is giving him, see what they're doing, make the adjustments, and then take it from there and try to get the best advantage possible, which is great to hear because that's not something that Vikings fans, I think, are used to seeing uh, in a long time. Like, you can, you have to go back. Maybe Childress did that. I think he did it when Favre was quarterback just because, and it was only because Favre did it. Like, he would be the one to change plays and make sure they were, the right call because I don't think Ponder had that like ability. I don't think Teddy was really changing too much. So, and I have heard that that Kirk does have the ability now to check some some plays at the line if he doesn't see what he likes to see, which will be interesting to see as well. Uh, can, what do you the, the, can he call timeout though? Like that was <laughs> another thing. Like, are we sure he could call timeouts? Yeah, <laughs> Do I don't you know. Call timeout, Mike. I don't know, Kirk. Do you want to call timeout? Yeah. I don't know, Mike. Do you want to call timeout? I don't know, Kirk. Do you want to call timeout? Sheldon Richardson will. I will not uh, miss that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Did, yeah. Didn't Sheldon Richardson try and call timeout right after they took a timeout last year or whatever? He pulled or, a Chris or, Weber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it, had no timeout. Mike Zimmer yeah. called two timeouts in a row in that yeah. same game. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was. <sighs> yeah. Uh, was good times. Um. All right, so you know, this offense sounds like it's gonna be exciting, modern, great, whatever. Um, but will it but will it really matter? Like, you know, the Vikings defense not that good last year. They they ranked twenty fourth in, in points allowed last season, and you know, they added Lewis Seen, they added Zedarius Smith, 
Jordan Hicks, brought back Peterson, but they didn't do a whole lot to make to like make a lot of changes. I know they're changing up the scheme and everything, but you know, is is having a high powered, exciting offense going to really matter if your defense can't you know keep people off the field? So I did some research here. I looked at the top ten uh, offenses from last year. And out of the top 10, only one team didn't make the playoffs, and that was the Los Angeles Chargers. Their offense was fifth in the NFL last year. Their defense was 30th. So, And they have a defensive head coach, right? Yeah, yeah, defensive head coach that always goes for it on fourth down. So, I mean, like the defense wasn't even on the field that much. It was just maybe that was why. Maybe that's why they were 30th in points allowed because they were giving up short fields because their head coach was just like, ah, just go for it. We got Justin <laughs> Herbert. Let's, it could have been, yeah. Let's just go for it. Um, I looked at the rest, and the Bengals were the lowest defense that had a top 10 offense last year. Uh, they were 7th in offense, 17th in defense. The Packers were 10th in offense and th- uh, 13th in defense. So, I mean, like, if we're thinking about the Vikings, like, they can't the top, have a dumpster fire like of a top defense. 20 defense. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they can't have a dumpster fire. Like 2004 right. Vikings, Dante Culpepper lost his damn mind and the defense was like 32nd. So mm-hmm. he was like basically trying to score 40 points every game. And that's just an unrealistic outcome. So the Vikings have to turn around and what they need to do is they, they just need to be respectable on defense. If they're in the middle of the pack, if they're like you said, 20th, I, 20th might still be a little bit too low, but I mean, mm-hmm. make some stops, be opportunistic. Like you don't need to be number one overall, but you need to be competitive and like put up a fight and not have teams run all over you. So I, I think that'll be uh, very key. But I mean, like I said, it, it's all about like not letting your foot off the gas, right? Because I mean, if you're up, I, I don't know, like pick your lead against Detroit, like, and you start <laughs> uh, run the ball. Uh, the first Detroit game, that's right. Yeah. They were up, and then it was run, the run, 15, run the ball, Hyde Kirk, yeah. and Alexander Madison fumbled. And, yeah, next thing you know, Greg Joseph has to kick, like, a 60-yard bomb just to beat Detroit. And Almost got swept Kirk. by the Lions last year, but this team is, you know, <laughs> that super close. close. Super close yeah. to being a contender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're right that, like, this this offense, if it is top ten, it's going to help the defense by you know keeping them off the field most likely, um, and giving them the confidence. They're going to if they put more points up, they're going to be have you know the ability to to blitz more and, and do some different things rather than you know playing scared all the time and like like worrying about getting beat on every play. You know they should worry about that, but it's not going to be like with Zimmer's defense where it's like if we don't get to stop, you know. This this might cost us the game. Where that's not the case with this this what it what it feels like. This isn't the case with with this Vikings team. Where you know if you don't get this stop, that's okay. Then the offense will go back out and make up for those points. Hopefully, um, but yeah, just thinking back to like what those late nineties teams, early two thousands. This 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 was the philosophy. Like just put up as many points as possible, and who cares about the defense? Um, and then I was trying to think. I think it was the Colts. They might have made the Super Bowl or won the Super Bowl with like the highest scoring offense and like the most, the worst scoring defense where like they allowed the most and, and, and scored the most. I'm not too sure about that. So don't hold that to me. Um, but yeah, I think if, if you have a top 10 offense, it'll, it'll help your defense by just giving them more confidence and keeping them off the field. Any more thoughts on this exciting and new age 
offense that the Vikings are running. They're in the 21st century now, so that's good. I'm excited to see it. I mean, honestly, like once we're done through mini camp and get through this, uh, don't get arrested portion of the off season. Um, like I'm excited for camp and just seeing how it looks in the preseason and everything else. I mean, the Vikings aren't going to roll out everything in the preseason, but I mean, even just going to training camp and seeing a practice and just kind of looking for clues. I I think that'll be a fun part of this off season. So, yeah. The one thing, though, I think people are like, oh, well, wait till the preseason. We'll see, you know, the offense in action. I don't think we're going to see a lot of players uh, in the no. preseason. I don't think Kirk's going to play. I don't think Dillon's going to play. I don't think Dalvin's going to play. I don't think Jefferson's going to play. Like, they don't there care. There will be no like, Irv Smith Jr. sacrifices no, they, for coming, a preseason touchdown. Kevin O'Connell's coming from a Rams team that played, like, nobody in the preseason. Yeah. So I'm not expecting the Vikings to show much in the preseason, which is good because you come out in that first game against the Packers and they don't really know what to expect, which uh, <laughs> kind of throw them off. All right, topic two is uh, a, about a, a former Viking, uh, Mr. Linval Joseph, currently a free agent, spent the last two seasons with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, on Wednesday, he posted a Instagram story. If you're familiar with Instagram, you know, it's the little circle things above your uh, profile there. You click on them a couple seconds. He posted an Instagram story of him kind of looking at the parking lot outside TCO Stadium, which is located in the Vikings practice facilities at the TCO Performance Center. I think they're setting up for like some CrossFit games or something there. And he asked, like, would you want to see me in them or whatever? But it's intriguing because he's there at the facilities and you're like, okay, is uh, something going on here? Is he meeting with the Vikings? What's going on? Well, uh, I believe uh, Darren Wolfson, KSTP's Darren Wolfson kind of poo-pooed on the party here and said that uh, he was just working out next door at the gym. Um, But still, you know, I'm going to ask you this. Would you be against the Vikings bringing back Linval Joseph next season, you know, if he didn't cost too much? If you didn't cost too much, fine. I mean, what a, at this point, any free agent signing you're going to make right now is not going to be like an earth-shattering thing no. that's going to bring you to the conference championship. So um, if you decide he's got something left, sure. Yeah, why, why not? I mean, their uh, defensive line right now is Harrison Phillips, Armin Watts, and Dalvin Tomlinson. Right. So, I mean, if like, he wants to no. anchor the middle of that 3-4, James I just don't know how effective he'd be. Yeah. Uh, who else? James Lynch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so impactful. He had made that such a big impact on you. Kenny yeah, I wouldn't mind. This, uh, by the way. I know. I saw he got, or he got waved or whatever. Yeah. You know what? It happens. It's part, so of, part of football. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't mind if, if Joseph came back. I guess he lives in there. Yeah, obviously. He, he was with the Vikings for like five or six years. So it makes sense that he still has a a home here and I think his daughter or something goes to school out here. So don't want to pull her away from her friends. But yeah, if he, if he wants to play for the Vikings, you know, if he fits their system, what they're trying to do, I think he'd be great. Uh, he started, I think like 28 games in the last two years. So, um, I don't know if they'd be, he'd be brought in as a starter. Um, you know, if they want to bring him in to be like a sub package guy or rotate with Armin Watts, kind of do that, or even just some other guys as well. I think that'd be, interesting because he's good he's a good especially you know stopping the run i think when he left in 2020 there was a huge difference in the middle of uh the vikings defensive line where they basically just couldn't stop anybody despite having you know the all pro shamar stefan in the middle there 
uh, weighing under 300 pounds and playing nose tackle. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if he, he came back. I like Limbaugh. I like, I always had that memory of him in Philadelphia running, uh, was that a fumble or I think it was interception it was a fumble. Yeah, it was a fumble. Okay. Yep. And then, yeah, we ran like 60 yards. And then of course it goes on the sideline. He's got the, the oxygen machine with the sunglasses on and yeah, just a iconic Vikings image from the Mike Zimmer era. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind. I, I, everyone loves Linval. Um, so are there any other, maybe former Vikings players that you wouldn't mind seeing return to the team next season? Or are you just ready to just move on, start, start, start fresh? move on from that whole era um, or is, or is anybody out there that you're like, mm, maybe give him a shot. You know, at first I was like, no way. But uh, the more I think about it, Anthony Barr, oh, like, yeah? and, and I mean, everybody's kind of harsh on Barr because, you know, he didn't really keep making those splash plays after his rookie season. Yeah. His knees are a little banged up. You know, you're kind of like, is he going to play? But he, when he was on the field, he was actually good last year. And Kevin yeah. O'Connell mentioned Anthony Barr in his uh, introductory press conference. He said, you oh, know, yeah. uh, he mentioned him by name, just like Harrison Smith. So, I mean, there probably is a plan for Anthony Barr, but they just, he's not on the roster, so they can't really use him. So right. if Anthony Barr wants to come back, you know, you got Jordan Hicks, you got Eric Kendricks in the middle. He's a little bit of a bigger linebacker, and this linebacking core is filled with a little smaller linebackers. Like Brian Osamoa looks like a safety, apparently, because he's six foot, 224 pounds. Um, you know, I, I think it's too late to turn him into a three, four outside edge rusher. Yeah. But, you know, for depth, if he's willing to accept that role and maybe split with Jordan Davis, and, he, and you got to think about it this way, too. They gave Jordan Davis $5 million a year. I, I believe so. Jordan I mean, Hicks. yeah, Jordan Hicks. I'm sorry, Jordan Davis at linebacker would be, would be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> he could, actually, he could play it probably, but yeah, I mean, he's got the athleticism for it, right? <laughs> I mean, there's worse depth guys you can get. I I just don't know if Anthony Barr is going to wants to come back as a depth player. He's probably going to want to start. Yeah. So I would love um, to see I would love to see Everson Griffin come back, but I think that that ship has sailed after his his second incident. Uh, I think t- teams are just too uh, worried about something like that happening again. Um, and I did listen. I think he was on like the Ben Lieber podcast like a month or so ago talking about how he still wants to play and everything's going well. And he's the medication he was taking before uh, after like his first uh, incident just wasn't doing it for him. And the doctors wouldn't let him get off. But now he's on like the right medication. He's got life coaches and therapy and all that. So he's on he's on a good track and everything. So. Uh, hopefully he gets a, a chance to play. Maybe follows Andre Patterson down in New York or something. Um, I think he's, Xavier Rhodes is kind of intriguing to me because he doesn't have to come in and be a starter. Uh, he can come in and be a depth guy. He's familiar with this building, this division, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Devonta Adams is gone now, so he doesn't have to worry about you know getting torched by him out on the field. Um, I think he was, he was pretty solid with the Colts the last two years. He was really good 2020, kind of Came back to earth last year, but he was still pretty solid. But uh, and I think that's that might be it. Maybe Sheldon Richardson, but I think I don't know if he fits kind of what they want to do, and I don't know if he's looking for more money or or, or something. I, I don't know. But yeah, there aren't a whole lot of guys that I would from the previous regime that I would want to see come back. Uh, I think it's good to just kind of move on and get your own guys in there, run your own thing. Uh, you know, they had a long, long run with a lot of these guys, Kyle Rudolph, Trey Waynes, 
uh, Latavius Murray, Shamar Stephan, Kenzie Alexander. These these guys are all free agents. Like Riley Reef. Like this is like twenty seven. Like the whole twenty seventeen Vikings are free agents right now, pretty much. Like there's so many. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think they need to come back anytime soon. I think the Vikings will be good. Anything else on that? Not not too much. I mean, <laughs> okay. it, it's speculation season, right? It's oh, just yeah. we see things on Instagram or it's, like uh, June second back. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, June second. He's in. Yeah, yeah. If you post that in in uh, let's say March, I don't think anyone cares or whatever. But it's maybe June. a murmur. But I mean, it's not a top yeah, it's, story. It's June. Uh, yeah, we're that's top headline. Top headline. Linval Joseph looking at TCO Stadium <laughs> from his gym. All right. On the final topic, which is a little, uh, you know, me and Chris are pro wrestling fans. We mentioned uh, MGK to start off with. This weekend is WWE. MJF, you mean? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. MJF, not MGK. MGK got powerbombed off the stage he by did. Kevin Owens. He once, did. Though. Okay. There we go. There we so, go. There I mean, go. You're, you're not that far and off. And you know what? Yeah. You know what? Guilty pleasure listening to, to mgk's you know his punk project or whatever not his i don't like his his rap stuff but he's got some i couldn't i could not name you a song he's got he's got MGK some kids he's writes. working with travis barker he's got some some catchy songs that, that he's written so it's not it's not terrible but okay moving on mjf of course how could i the mjf how could i you know screw that up all right but wwe's hell in a cell is this weekend um i believe the WWE champion isn't even on the card right now. Uh, no. Roman Reigns, which would indicate that he's hurt. I don't think he's defended his champ, his two championships since WrestleMania, which uh, doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, but Hell in a Cell, it's this pay-per-view that's based upon, you know, mul- multiple matches, you know, happening, happening inside a cell, a steel cage. It's different than a typical steel cage match. It's it's bigger. It goes around like the whole ring. You can walk around the ring and everything, and you can smash people through uh, the gate. You know, if you if you have seen the iconic, you know, Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in a Cell, where he throws Mankind off that, and you, that's where like the the sound from Jr. is like, oh my god, like <laughs> he killed him. Um, that's Almighty, where, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's where that comes from. Is uh, mankind being thrown off the top of a steel cage at Hell in a Cell? Um, but you know, relating this to the Vikings, Chris, which two current or for, or former members of the Vikings would you like to see face off in a steel cage? Okay, so I uh, I thought about this way too much, which is <laughs> to the shock of no one, when you mentioned this. But I, I, I decided I'm like, Mike Zimmer could have an entire catalog, uh, like an Undertaker like catalog. Because like sure. Undertaker's got Mankind. He's got Shawn Michaels. He's got Edge. Uh, I think he fought. Yeah, he fought Brock Lesnar inside Hell in a Cell. Triple H. Like, Randy Orton. He, yeah, like basically, if you screwed up, like you were going to fight the Undertaker in Hell in a Cell, right? Yeah, Mike yeah, Zimmer yeah. could fill that same role. So, <laughs> I, so like I wrote down a bunch. I know what you wrote down, so I'm not. I'll let you mention yours. But I got like Zimmer against Kurt Cousins, like that would be an interesting Hell in a Cell match. Uh, Zimmer against any member of the media, uh, one (laughs) one maybe in particular more than more than others. 
Just name uh, Chris, Thomas. Chris Thomason. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zimmer against Norv Turner is another oh, one yeah. I would love to see. Um, like as far as players go, I don't know. Like, I don't know who he'd fight, but I'd love to see Daniil Hunter and Hal in a cell. Like that, that <sighs> God, would be, yeah. he, he's got the athleticism for it. Um, you know, as far as a non Zimmer pick of two guys, uh, there is this Georgia tech, uh, undrafted free agent from the mid two thousands by the name of Joe Anoye. And I think a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, acknowledged him, but he just wasn't cut out for it. So mm. now his name is Roman Reigns. Mm. And I think he'd be perfect. He gets a guy like Brock Lesnar. If we haven't seen that match about 700 times already. So, um, very good wrestling pipelines uh, in sure. the Viking history. But, Minnesota. Um, there's Minnesota's my pick. Joel, what, what's that? Minnesota's big for, for pro wrestling pipelines. You got Shelton Benjamin. You got uh, Brock Lesnar. You have Gable Stevenson, who Rick should Flair. be joining Rick. Yeah, Rick Flair. Woo. Um, uh, Mr. Perfect. Yeah, Kurt Hang. Is Laura Nitis uh, is. Yeah, is Lorenzo from Minnesota? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots, lots of minutes because I think Vern, Vern Gagne or whatever he he was up in Minnesota with his promotion or whatever. So there was a lot of a lot of those guys from there. And I believe Chris Jericho's wife is a big Vikings fan. Just throw that she up. She is. Yes. All right, my pick. I think this is it's got to be it's got to be done. Just just settle settle it settle it all. Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, lock him in the cage. I I feel like Zimmer's gonna he's he's gonna have like this wrestling persona of like the sandman where like he's this old guy but he's just got like this this garbage can full of weapons and he's got the the kendo stick and everything and got a cigarette in his mouth or he's, he's he would have a dip in his mouth um and then i envision rick spielman being like this like lex luger like chris masters kind of guy where he's like he's got all the physique but you know in ring not that great so you know no Here's where I disagree. So, like, okay. I can envis- I can envision this if you don't mind me stepping okay, on go, you a little go. bit. You know, Mike Zimmer does the Sandman thing. I like that. You know, but yeah. instead of a beer and smashing that over his head, it's a <laughs> bottle of bourbon, and he just starts <laughs> chugging bourbon in the crowd. Smashes the bottle over his head. He's got like blood coming running down his face as he goes in, and he's got his trash can full of weapons, like you mentioned. And then Rick Spielman, he's got like the Vince McMahon vibes, just like oh, you know, he walks the, down with his the black T-shirt it's like rolled the up. Meme. Yeah, and like the meme taped. and stuff. You don't you don't expect Rick Spielman to like bring anything, but then he like rips off. And he's just like jacked because that dude is jacked. Yeah. Like even right now, are, he's a former. Yeah, he's a former like football player. So I mean, he he walks in, you know, kind of like hot stuff, and then like you know they just tear the house down. So I mean, that's <laughs> like Mike Zimmer might be insane inside Hell in a Cell. Like he mm-hmm. would. I, I have a feeling he would embrace it and just oh, yeah. like go you know gung-ho like terry like terry funk style where he's just like we're just gonna burn oh this terry funk's another level <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna terry burn funk was like would like slam his head against chairs like voluntarily yeah yeah, yeah. So. like light himself on fire yeah yeah uh that that would that would be fun uh i don't think it's ever gonna happen um but no. yeah some of some of my you know other non nfl picks that would probably be be dating myself a little bit would have to be you know, you gotta you gotta do Crabtree and and Akeem Talib, Michael Crabtree and Akeem Talib. You know, like maybe have like necklace on a pole match or something, uh, in in the the cage there. 
Uh, you got to go old school, Brett Favre and Warren Sapp. Those guys had some some great battles back in the day. Uh, I think Odell Beckham and Josh Norman. I think those two already oh. started, started a little something uh, back in the day when Norman was on the Panthers and Beckham was on the Giants. Um, and then, you know, just do Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Like, I feel like that would be the most, like, boring match ever. But I feel like it would be somehow it would be entertaining. Um, just because they would just be creative. Um, and all of a sudden I just made me think of Pat McAfee and how awesome he did at WrestleMania because he yeah. was ridiculous. He was, he was great. Uh, possibly doing the skull chant in one of the Vikings games coming up, hopefully against the Colts. That would be, that'd be nice. I got my list of NFL rivalries too. And, oh. uh, very much like Mike Zimmer. Aaron Rodgers was a big name on my list. Yep. Not because I think he'd be entertaining. It'd just be fun to watch him get mm-hmm. his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers against Anthony Barr. Oh, wow. that from 2017. Oh, that would be a heck of a storyline. Uh, Aaron Rodgers against Brian Gutenkunst. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be an epic fight. I have Aaron Rodgers against Jordan Rodgers. Little Kane Undertaker type <laughs> action inside the cell. Um, Handicap match, Aaron Rodgers against his parents. Um, <laughs> that that could also, you know, it could also involve Jordan. Maybe it's a three-on-one match. I don't know. You can He runs in. He in. runs in. He runs yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. He, he gets in the cell <laughs> somehow. Uh, very old school, John Randall against Brett Favre. Although I oh, think those yeah. two... Those two laugh it off. Like they have a rivalry, like yeah. they hate each other, but it's it's yeah. more like they like each other. That's like a that's like a Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn kind of kind of thing going on there. Right. I feel like. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I would love to, you know, random NFL player. I'd love to see David Bakhtiari in a hell in a cell match. I, I don't know against who, but he just seems like he would have the WWE stick down. Like he could just slam a beer before the match sure. and like just sure. dominate someone. Um, any player in the NFL against Roger Goodell in a hell in a cell match. <laughs> like there could be Does like anyone sus- like him. If you lose, you're suspended for life. Yeah. He has to you go know? through the, he has to go through the gauntlet, which is like 2000 players. Uh, <laughs> He's so. got to go through the front office. Set. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, I have Pat McAfee against anyone. I'll watch Pat McAfee wrestle anyone after WrestleMania. Cause that, w- that was fun. So also that's my list. Um, is Dan Campbell just wasting oh. a great, great opportunity if he doesn't <laughs> go to the WWE after he gets fired. He's got to be. My God. That, just Come as on. a manager. I would, if oh, I yeah. were a wrestler, I would want Dan Campbell as my manager. Like the GM of Raw like... or something. It'd be perfect. <laughs> Come on. Oh, kneecap biting Dan Campbell. For just sure. Inside Hell in a Cell. That could be the run-in for the Spielmer, Spielman Zimmer yeah, match. Like he's just he can Sp- be the special ref or something. Chris Spielman, his brother, oh, runs yeah. the Lions. So like yeah. he'd be like, "I got you, brother," and like Dan mm-hmm. Campbell runs in like on like three venties or something and just rips the cell off and like runs in there. I feel like Anthony Barr would be like Zimmer's uh, in his corner because that's that's his guy or whatever. Apparently, see, I this is my word brain. I thought last year at the end of the year, like Mike Zimmer and Rick's or uh, Kirk cousins should have had a like ladder match and they have a contract high hanging above the ring. And then, you know, there'd be like run-ins and stuff. And at the very end, like Kirk, Kirk would have the contract or whatever. And then Quasey would come out and just like tip over the ladder and like <laughs> they would both lose. 
Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I I fun. watched too much wrestling. No. I, Double or nothing was like five hours long. Okay. Yeah. So this Didn't is not my fault. Didn't need to be. Uh, I it. Oh yeah. Well, they only they only do four pay per views a year, so they can they can have long ones. So like they have right. like it's like a major WWE one where like WrestleMania has to be split into two days now because it's so long. All right, that's gonna do it for today. It's June. We're talking about steel cage matches between Vikings players and coaches and front office people. It's fun though. It's fun. Um, make sure week you when we dive into Royal Rumbles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, or or pick your your Survivor Series teams for uh for the Vikings <laughs> to go against. Um, I'm on it right now. No <laughs> All right, make sure you subscribe to this channel, the Viking Age channel. Like this video on YouTube if you're watching. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but until next time, next Tuesday, we, myself, and Chris. Talk to you later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.